Testing one, two, testing one, two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, we are live right now in the FTJ studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's your host, Addison. Welcome to a brand new edition of From the Jump, man. I think this is episode 84. Episode 84, man. And this is a, a Sunday edition. I know, I know, you know, we've been going for the past couple of days, but we had to kind of have some let some news kind of go by preseason action. Colin Murray, some quarterbacks made some debuts. So, you know, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, action-packed, action, action, action-packed show today. Of course, we're talking about Antonio Brown, this bizarre situation, which, as I told everybody, it's going to make for a hell of an Art Knox episode two. So this is, this is, this is great. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Antonio Brown. Of course, we'll get into Dabo Sweeney's comments because those comments actually might come back to haunt them in the long run. Of course, we'll talk Kevin Durant. He made some news this week, finally speaking for the first time this summer. And on today's edition of The Wrap-Up, we'll talk about, is the preseason actually necessary in the NFL? But listen up, it's from the jump. But getting right to it, because on this podcast, I really don't even like the pleasantries. And I know on a lot of podcasts, and I'm not going to take this moment to bash other shows. But on this show, I like to get straight into it, because that's what you came here for. You came here for the skinny. You came here for the truth. And you know Addison going to give you that, because it's from the jump. And you know we're going to talk about it. And getting right into this Antonio Brown situation Head on, reports are saying that Antonio Brown, and this is coming from Adam Schefter himself, the lead NFL reporter, and this is saying that Adam, I'm sorry, not Adam, Antonio Brown is adamant that he will not play football again unless he is able to wear his old helmet. Now, on the surface level of this situation, this could look dicey. Now, again, Antonio Brown right now has been out of training camp. Because of the fact that he has had a foot injury, which I, I think they said was was prior to training camp. I guess he got in a cryo. Was it called a cryotherapy? E a cryotherapy? I guess chamber. One of those chambers. You know how they they do it basically to to to, to change the body's temperature to kind of um, I guess relax your body after a workout. I've never done one. I mean, I just think that's more or less mental than it really does physically help you. But again, I've had people tell me personally that it's helped them. Um, and I, apparently you're supposed to get in there with, I think, shoes on your feet. You know what I mean? Like the proper equipment. And apparently he didn't. So in this situation, of course, it caused his feet to blister up. And as a receiver, I mean, just a football player in general, you need your feet. Bottom line, you need your feet. I don't care how much you tape them up, how much you try to wrap them up. You need your feet. And as a receiver, you got to be able to plant, cut. Um, you got to be able to come in and out of breaks, um, be able to start, stop, that kind of thing. And so, you know, when we're talking about our, our feet, that's, you know, that's ultimately how we get paid, of course, you know, by our hands, of course, but your feet most important. So in this situation, Antonio Brown, albeit, you know, has been sidelined from camp. But apparently this report, I guess, has been going on for a while now. Now, now a lot of people on the service level can see what's the big deal. Antonio Brown, put the freaking helmet on and go play football. But it's deeper than that. And I'm going to give you an example. Growing up, since we were kids, up until the time we played high school football to college football, and I'm pretty sure it goes on in the NFL to this day, you pick out your equipment. You pick out what helmet you want. So nine times out of the ten, you're going to pick out a specific style of helmet, depending on what position you're going to play. Two bar, three bar, depending on what position you're going to play and or you're going out for, is going to kind of dictate what helmet you're going to wear. Offensive linemen typically have more... Uh, guards or, you know, they typically have more shielding on their helmets because of the fact that they play a position where they have to use their hands and guys are poking their eyes as opposed to a quarterback who will use a more open like helmet, more open like face mask because of the fact that he has to see, you know, of course, down the field, be able to look left, right, head on a swivel. A lot of us that have been playing football or a lot of those guys that have been playing football 
since they have been seven, eight, five, six years old, typically have been wearing the same type of equipment, typically have been wearing the same style of helmet. And for a guy like Antonio Brown, he probably has been wearing that same old helmet since he's probably been at Central Michigan, since he's probably been at Pittsburgh. And again, by John Gruden yesterday coming out after the Raiders preseason game against the Rams, publicly supporting Antonio Brown, I thought was personal. I think the Raiders are a little bit at ease. This isn't an issue where, okay, this isn't domestic violence or he was out in public. This isn't that. This is a player filing something against the NFL, which I believe can be solved. I think the NFL filing agree that can be solved. Let Antonio Brown, if he wants to use the helmet, let him wear the helmet. But I think this is a deeper issue, which is why I think that, you know, in the coming days, this situation could get nasty because of the fact that this is the NFL versus Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown has had a noisy offseason. But this is more or less Antonio Brown saying, I'm going to flex my power against the NFL. I need some type of control. Now, if the NFL allows him to wear the helmet, then that, albeit, lets Antonio Brown get back on the field. But even still, he still has a foot injury. And by the way, ultimately, at this point right now, training camp is the time in which we should be building some type of synergy between Derek Carr and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is the best wide receivers, one of them in football. So you knew if you were the Oakland Raiders, you were getting a high risk, high reward. He was just coming off a situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers and he broke up. That breakup was ugly. So you ultimately knew when you was getting with him, you was going to have to deal with all the baggage and everything else. Ultimately, that comes along with Antonio Brown. Now, in this case in point right now, you know, with the Oakland Raiders, we're in a tough spot. Let's call it what it is. We're in a tough spot. And as John Gruden alluded to, as he said, it's tough because of the fact that he's filing a grievance with the NFL over a personal issue. This isn't a, a law issue. He didn't get arrested. Antonio Brown brings value to the game. Antonio Brown will ultimately bring value to the Raiders because as it stands right now, the AFC West is one of the toughest divisions in football. The Kansas City Chiefs right now have arguably the NFL's best quarterback. Denver Broncos this year got better by adding Joe Flacco. The Los Angeles Chargers went to the playoffs last year. So right now, as it stands, we're that fourth team in a division in which Three other teams are better than us right now. But it makes for a hell of an episode, two of Hard Knocks. Yahoo Sports reporter Chris Haynes recently did an interview with Kevin Durant. And in that interview, Kevin Durant talked about a plethora of things. He talks about, of course, his you know current relationship with his teammate Steph Curry, you know, the Warriors, that kind of deal. He also goes into, did the Golden State Warriors mishandle his injury by, you know, ultimately allowing him to play in that Game 5 Finals game against the Toronto Raptors? Um, and Kevin Durant, you know, gave a, a, a lot of sound quotes. Now, when asked about did the Warriors mishandle his injury, Kevin Durant flat out says, hell no. He says that ultimately that game five was always the target date. Um, he says that nobody in the organization was pressuring him to come back. He just said that it was just him and the director of sports medicine and performance, Rick Celebrini, working out every day. So he said ultimately it was just some basketball shit that just transpired. He says nobody was responsible for it. It was just the game. And he says we need to move forward from it. Um, and he also goes on to talk about um, his relationship um, with his current teammates because, of course, as we know, him and Draymond Green got into it in mid-November. And from that moment on, I think that kind of set the table for the season. Kevin Durant also goes on to talk about how everybody just pretty much you know, wished him well on his new endeavor. So the Golden State Warriors in this situation are going to do right by Kevin Durant. Joe Lacob, Bob Myers have already publicly came out and said his jersey will be retired. I'm sure at some point he will get a statue in front of the Chase Center. Um, so the Warriors will do right by Kevin Durant because, again, they did win two championships with him. I don't care what they did without him. 
They won two championships with him. Um, and then he also goes on to talk about, you know, when he made his decision. And he said it was June 30th, basically that morning. Um, he goes on to say that he didn't want to disrespect the game by putting his focus on the future. So, again, in this interview, he he, he talks about a lot, talks about his uh, relationship, of course, um, with Kyrie Irving. He says that, I mean, while that was a factor of it, he says ultimately he loved what the Brooklyn Nets were doing. And again, I think this is what we thought about Kevin Durant the entire time, the entire season last year was the speculation of him, Kyrie Irving playing. And again, I was one of the ones that said that I personally would love to see that pair. I mean, again, when you're pairing two of the game's greatest scores um, in that Brooklyn Nets system with Kenny Atkinson and, and, you know, you got Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert. I mean, again, they're going to have to fill in some other pieces, but that's a dangerous team when all put together. So this interview that he did with Chris Hayes. Um, I think Kevin Durant, you know, explained a lot. He doesn't really talk to the media because the media kind of twists and, and contorts words. So, you know, Chris Hayes is a trusted source who has worked for the, the Golden State Warriors, if I'm not mistaken, has worked for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and, of course, works for Yahoo Sports. Um, you see him all the time on Undisputed, first take. So, you know, Chris Hayes is a credible source. Um, and anytime, you know, when he gets sound bites from Kevin Durant, you know we're listening. So, again, this is the first time Kevin Durant has spoken this entire offseason. And we wanted to hear these comments. We wanted to hear, you know, where he was. Like he said, he's in a rehab process. At this point, he's just grinding every day. And we wanted to hear that as it stands, the relationships is, is good with Stephs and Clays and Draymonds and Joe Laker, Bob Myers. Steve. You know, the relationships are, are still good. They're still intact. And above all and everything, at this moment right now, Kevin Durant is in good spirits. Clemson head football coach Dabo Sweeney says that he will not be sending former quarterback Kelly Bryant who is now a member of the Missouri Tigers, a championship ring simply because he wasn't on the team. Now, speaking to ESPN, Dabo Sweeney says that he was not on the team. You got to be on the team to get a ring. He says, I love Kelly and appreciate what he did for us. But he decided to move on. Now, of course, he goes on to say, hopefully, you know, we will be able to sit down one day and have a good conversation. But he's focused on what he's trying to do. And we wish him the best. Dabo also goes on to say that he's a graduate of Clemson and always will be. And was a heck of a player for us. But my job is to do what's best for the team. Now, in this entire quote, now, of course, you can go on ESPN.com and read the article. But this entire quote, Dabo Sweeney ultimately contradicts himself. So Kelly Bryant didn't sit behind Deshaun Watson for two seasons. Kelly Bryant didn't ultimately lead this team to a college football playoff in 2017, which they lost to Alabama, which went on to win a national championship that year. Kelly Bryant didn't ultimately come back the following year, lead the team to a 4-0 record, in which he was ultimately replaced by Trevor Lawrence. Now, whether or not it was politics or whether or not it was just the simple fact that Trevor Lawrence was the better quarterback or best fit for the system, however it may be, Kelly Bryant that following year was doing everything right. So in this case in point, by him deciding to move and transfer because of the fact that he was benched for a freshman at the time, I think was a personal decision, but ultimately... At the end of the day, it was a business decision. So at this point, by Dabo Sweeney ultimately coming out and saying that he ain't giving Kelly Bryant a ring, as I said earlier, I think it's below Dabo Sweeney. Again, if you're trying to do right by the kids, whether or not he was there four games, eight games, he laid the foundation. He was one of the pieces that led you to the college football playoff the year before. So in, in retrospect, by giving him a ring wouldn't make or break anything. But I think this is just Dabo Sweeney flexing his power. Right now, he's one of the hottest coaches in college football, has been the only coach consecutively that has beaten Nick Saban, and is the best national recruiter right now. 
So he kind of got a little power. And in this case in point, it's just no more than Dabo Sweeney saying, hey, you got to be on the team to get a ring. On today's edition of the wrap-up, the NFL preseason has just started and all 32 teams around the league have, of course, been in training camp for the past week or so. And on today's episode, of course, I kind of want to get into, and it is a wrap-up. Eric always reminds me it's two minutes or less, so I got to keep this two minutes or less. But the preseason, as it stands right now, is four games. And as we all know, the NFL season is a 17-week schedule. Of course, every team gets a bye, so essentially 16 games. And then, of course, four games for the playoffs, meaning three if you win the division, four if you're a wildcard participant. But as an NFL player, is this really what's best for the players? And I know in 2021, they'll have their CBA that comes up and they'll be able to renegotiate and restructure it because as it stands right now, the NFL owners and the NFL are asking the players, a.k.a. the product, to do a lot. They're asking them to play a 17, 16-week schedule plus four games in the preseason plus four games on top of that if you make it to the playoffs. So by the time you get to February, it really is the last man standing because at that point it's about health, which is why the New Englands of the world and, and the Pittsburgh and, and Seattle at a time or two were able to outlast everybody because they were the, the healthiest teams come February. And I mean, of course they were the best teams, but they were the healthiest teams. So again, with you know with the four-game preseason, who does it really help? Does it really help the owners? Does it really help the guy that's on the practice squad trying to get a third string spot? Potentially. But I know what it does do. It brings more revenue to the local channels because the preseason games will be on. It brings more revenue to the NFL because it'll be able to pack its stadiums for four extra games. The NFL network will be able to broadcast the games. So again, it helps the NFL business-wise, but does it really help the players? Episode 84 from the jump, man. These episodes are going crazy, man. The streams are up, man. I want to say thank you to everybody that's been streaming us, that's been tapped into us, man. We continue to keep doing this podcast. We do this for the love of the game and nothing else. Follow us on all our social media. Stream us on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. But it's your boy, man. We out.